Good morning. So, uh, my name is Michael Franzek, uh, originally from Michigan. I uh, met Vante in uh, 1999, so I've known him for a little while. And uh, I just uh, wanted to uh, use this time to kind of introduce myself. I'm so grateful to all the people uh, who kind of kept me alive <laughs> here. So I've been noticing the Blue Lotus. Um, just in terms of uh, the publications and the emails, uh, it is true being in Michigan, being in Sri Lanka, uh, I'm far away. But uh, I, I feel like one of the pedals on the Blue Lotus. So uh, I'm really grateful that uh, so many of you have uh, been able to remember me and, uh, and do that. So uh, it's really just fantastic to be here. This is my first time uh, since the temple opened. I got to tell you, I'm still kind of like, so moved. It was beautiful to hear everybody chanting. Yeah, I'm very impressed. You're all doing a really good job. <laughs> so be proud of yourselves. Uh, that's the first time I've not just, you know, I've heard that chant so many times, but the voices, totally different. Just absolutely beautiful. I'm, I'm really moved by that. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to uh, introduce myself and kind of just, you know, let you know who I am, what I'm doing. Uh, Originally, uh, like I said, when I met Monte in Michigan, he had just come to the United States. Uh, he came from Canada, and they were there establishing a temple in a place in Metro Detroit. At that time, uh, I had come to, actually, I hadn't come to Buddhism so much as I had come to meditation in my life. Um, I was taking a comparative religions class, and we had to go to a a church or a temple outside of our denomination, what we were accustomed to or raised in. So I went to a Buddhist temple, and uh, it was a Vietnamese temple, and the monk who was there didn't speak a word of English, but <laughs> he made great spring rolls, and he gave us some books, and he put us in this room, and he just sat us down and said, okay, you know, you just do meditate. So, right, I'm sitting in this room, it was like, Christmas gone wild. There were all these lights and all these Buddha images and all these things I didn't understand. So I sat there and I didn't know anything about meditation exactly, other than I, I had been told once you're supposed to count. So I tried counting and realizing I couldn't really even get to number one with any concentration. I said, oh, I need to do some work. I have something, something to develop here. So I, uh, I uh, along with a friend of mine, we continued to go to that temple every week. And we did it was very cultural, and we were chanting in Vietnamese, and we didn't know what was going on. Fortunately for us, we met another teacher who spoke good English. He was originally from China, and he uh, began a meditation group uh, on his own, and he had some other members. So we started practicing together. <coughs> After some time, that teacher invited Bhante Sujata. Still to this day, none of us know exactly how he found, I think it was in the yellow pages. I don't know where he <laughs> Uh, that kind of character 
Um, that day, they did uh, a, a basic concentration meditation, but they did loving kindness. And it was really long. <laughs> I feel that the printouts from it. Every direction, it was really interesting. And that was the first time I did a loving kindness meditation. And something really opened up in me that day. And I also was really impressed by the character and the conduct of the monks. And um, uh, it was at that time that they were developing this time in Michigan. So out of curiosity, my friend and I continued to go. And as I say, that was, uh, that was like 1998, 1999. And uh, I just never stopped coming. Right? I just continued to, uh, to get to know Bhante and uh, come to know this Theravada Buddhism. And uh, it really was a good fit for my character, my personality, and uh, I'm still consider myself just a just a beginner, just a beginner student. So that's how I came to uh, get to know the Dhamma. Um, from that practice of meditation, when I started to read the books, I started to feel the correlation between them, and uh, that's eventually how I came to uh, to find and understand the Dhamma and start to read the Dhamma. So the first time I went to Sri Lanka was in 2001, and I went to Bhante Bhagavan to visit his family, and uh, immediately I fell in love. I was like, oh, I want this place. You know, there's something for me here. I want to keep coming back. And so over the last uh, 14 years, I continued to go back again and again, and um, and eventually to the point of not living there today. Um, it's interesting. Um, traveling and kind of talking about Dhamma and, and, and traveling, practicing with different teachers and getting an idea about uh, this Dhamma practice. It's funny, people always ask me, they say, you know, how long have you been, you know, studying Buddhism? And I say, oh, you know, now more than 10 years, 10, 13 years, something like that. Any changes? <laughs> and that makes me laugh, right? Because the change of the nature of the core teaching, right? So I'm like, yeah, there are going to be changes. <laughs> But I understand the nature of their question, but they're really asking me. I was thinking, I'm thinking about this a lot. The, the nature of that question is how has, you know, they want to say Buddhism, but, you know, how has your practice changed in your life? How has the Dhamma changed your life? Why would you continue to do it? So I'm thinking, thinking, and there's so many changes, right? 14 years, everything changes. And there's always these little stories and these experiences, but then finally I came to understand. And, uh, you know, refuge. Refuge. It just sounds good, right? <laughs> Sodom, right? the Pali word. You know, the refuge. I found refuge in the Dharma. And, uh, and that's, that's, that's made all the difference, actually. Uh, now I feel that by introducing that practice in my life, studying, focusing, it's something that I always have. It's something I can always return to. And I do it again and again and again and again. And this is, this is my experience. After 14 years, I think I can sum it up in that one word. And today, coming here and like looking at this place and seeing what happens, seeing what's developed, I see refuge, right? It's like this beautiful place. This is the outward representation of the Dhamma refuge that we find in ourselves, kind of what, what I think uh, what the Buddha hoped to share with humanity and what the missionaries who devoted their life to Dhamma practice are continuing to share with the other people. And so this is it. This is the manifestation. This is what we see. This beautiful thing is what's happening inside of us all the time. 
and maybe maybe I'll be somewhere else one day and I'll need to find some refuge. I might even envision this place. So how nice it is, right? So I think that's how I'm going to answer that question from now on. <laughs> when the really good ads, what happened over the last over the last years of my practice. And so now today, being in Sri Lanka, living over there, what we're trying to do is establish something over there. Uh, Bonte and I, since from the first time I went to Sri Lanka, I knew that I wanted to do something there. I thought this is the place I want to come back to and to continue. And of course, life comes and we've got to survive and do all those things. And Bonte said to me at the same time, he wants to do something in Sri Lanka. Uh, I'm sure he said it to you before that he feels that he owes his upbringing to Sri Lanka. The people who clothed him, who fed him, who educated him, who gave him that refuge. He wants to focus on efforts over there. But uh, programs have begun, some have dissolved, some are re starting back up again. And uh, we just need, he's always said, I need something over there, something, something to kind of work on. So that's how we decided to develop Sananda Soya. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Sananda is the name that Bhante gave me when I took my first five precepts. Soya is uh, a word, a similar word that means like kind of a blessed passageway. So if this, if this door, if this, this front door, or whatever door that people are coming into gives a blessing, that's Soya. So it's a, it's a way to, Sananda means liberation through self-sufficiency. Finding your own kind of way. The, the metaphor is that uh, if you were on a boat in the middle of the ocean, Sananda would be having some paths <laughs> to kind of uh, get you into a direction. So it's a it's a, a passageway. We want to create a passageway for people to find their own direction, to, to find their their own liberation. And through that, we want to develop the charitable work. And I'm sure it's the work that all of you are supporting. And, and I want to, uh, it's hard to, to just write, you know, just through those, through those letters or the write-ups that go into the, uh, into the newsletter, but it's what you're all a part of. Um, without everybody's support, I can't do it. There's, there's no way for me to kind of keep that going. So, uh, you know, I was thinking, oh, do I want to show pictures today or, or what do I want to talk about? But all that information is there. I think everybody's seen the pictures. We've heard, and because you've all contributed to it directly, to either the maternity ward projects or supporting the poor families, um, building the houses, uh, the water filters, and the Sumanamri, Suman village, Amri, as it's coming up. So all that work that we've done and the things that we're developing, all of that exists because of us. You know, not me, not Dante, not one person, right? but all of us together. So it's been good. <laughs> it's been really nice. It's been nice to see the smile. It's been nice to do the work. We've uh, made so much progress. We've teamed up with, with other organizations, groups that want to work with us, people like what we're doing. We keep it small. We keep it direct. We keep it specialized, focused. And we get it done, and we do it, and we do it in what I like to say is just a direct and meaningful way, keeping kind of the some of the excess out of there. And uh, uh, I'm coming. I'll be leaving. Um, actually, I'm, I'm leaving this afternoon and go back to Michigan, uh, and then in just a few weeks I'm going to go back to Sri Lanka. Uh, the things that we're looking at for next year, of course, another. Uh, I think everybody knows that uh, Bhante has been bestowed in honor. Wide honor to be the ambassador to Buddhism, uh, ambassador of Buddhism to the United States for Sri Lanka. 
So um, many people, I think, are coming to come out to Sri Lanka to participate and observe that ceremony. And we'd like to do a few things uh, in, to, in, in honor of that day. The maternity, project, maternity World Project um, still hasn't told us exactly what his needs are, but I'm sure they're, doing, they're hoping for another piece of equipment to develop that area. Um, we've also been discussing uh, providing a kind of trades training. Uh, we're looking into doing some sewing machines, providing them to maybe providing them to uh, young people who are interested, and uh, maybe that can be an opportunity for them to start a business to create some independence. We're looking at some other programs that we might be able to team up with in order to get education, not exactly micro learning, but something to be effective, giving them an opportunity to build themselves, start a business, and move forward. Other things that we're looking at doing. Um, my, my personal interest, I really want to work in uh, recycling, ecological, environmental protection, um, education through that. I've been, Monty Suman and I have some things that we're, we're talking about, programs that we're trying to develop. So there's so many things happening. I'm sure there's a few things I'm forgetting, but uh, I don't understand if you're talking all day. Uh, you know, I just, I just really want to thank everybody so much, like I say, for kind of, you know, keeping me part of this congregation, part of this sangha, right? Um, it's, uh, it's, I feel so honored. Monty keeps saying, you're the ambassador of the Blue Lotus, and I'm a bit shy for that title, um, because yeah, I feel like just now, even I'm a little more shy, because I'm, I'm just so impressed what I see here today. I can see everybody's practicing well. You know, everybody's practicing with upright conduct, and uh, that means worthy of receiving gifts. So I hope that uh, all the benefits of practice, all those gifts come to you uh, in their in their proper time. And uh, and then thank you so much for for you know keeping me part of it. I wanted to open up to questions. I've got a few minutes, so I thought maybe if anybody has any questions for me, kind of want to know what's going on, want to know anything about Sri Lanka. I've got some secret stories about Monty too. <laughs> Share some of those. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, my name is John Duff. So this is our first time here, and uh, we just definitely want to thank everybody for all the smiles that we received on coming in. Everyone has such great energy, and we just feel so good being here. Um, and thank you, Mike, for talking about that. It's just so inspiring. Um, I was wondering how your uh, how your projects sort of got started logistically out in Sri Lanka. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, uh, ultimately, we, we did a lot of discovery to start out with, kind of some research. What are the organizations, what are they doing? Uh, NGOs, INGOs, small grassroots kind of things, working with the churches, working with the temples. Um, what we found was that a lot of those bigger projects, they're great and they're doing their thing, but they tend to be kind of everywhere. And they're, they're getting all over the place. So, for example, the house that we built, that the, the patriarch of that family, uh, he was a former employee of Monty Sujata's father. And he was kind of a handyman working around the village and he took to seizures. So he was sometimes working up on a roof and I mean, if he would start seizing and he would fall, he'd be hurt. And he's got a couple kids, so you know, Bronte's father said, Look, you know, we gotta do something for this guy, we gotta help him out. 
So we went, we met him, we met their family, we saw the home that they were living in, and uh, the, there are two things that really struck us right there. Uh, there's a lot of um, homes where they're cooking inside the wood fires, right? They're doing that inside, smoke is building up, you walk the house covered in carpet. And it's a two-room place. And then the other problem that we saw was that there was a dirt floor. So generally, that's, uh, it, it doesn't create a separation. You get the rainy seasons, you get the mud. Uh, their home was built from basically mud and uh, bamboo. So we saw that. We saw the kids, you know, four people sleeping on one bed. You know, we so that was an immediate kind of thing. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it right away. So we got to work. And um, the water culture project, Zuna uh, Hamu, his uh, father passed away um, due to kidney failure. And so we started looking at that. So many people in the village have kidney failure. Why do they have kidney failure? Well, the water's got too high of a mineral content. So it's, it's the thing that, you know, to answer your question a little in another way, when I was in Sri Lanka years ago, um, in 2006, I noticed that people would kind of just tell you everything. They would just say, oh, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing this. And I'm thinking, wow, they're so forthcoming with all of their, their needs or their dilemmas and difficulties. But then what I would see is that in the process of their talking, other people would say, oh, well, you know, I've got this. I've got an uncle who does that. I know a guy on the other side of the island. I know this person. And so it's a, it's a small social networking very direct. So it's actually easy to find what needs to be done. Um, I, uh, I do a lot of volunteer work over there. I uh, volunteer in the orphanage. Um, Bonte, once he was there, he introduced me to uh, some drug rehabilitation clinics. So uh, we've found a lot of work and a lot of people in need through that kind of, those kind of forms. And uh, in addition to uh, some of the organizations, if anybody saw, there was a short TV clip, and uh, a woman uh, there, her name is Soma, did a thing that she is a big supporter of uh, the Blue Lotus Temple, even though none of us have ever met her here. Um, you guys probably saw that little TV clip. And so even um, once that TV clip came, all kinds of people are calling Bonte Sujata. Who is this person? What are you guys doing? We want to know more. So, Long answer, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember right, you weren't going to study Ayurvedic medicine? Mm -hmm. Did you? Yeah, I'm continuing my studies with that. I uh, was really lucky. Originally, I went to Sri Lanka in 2006 to reside. Uh, that was my plan, was to go to study Ayurvedic medicine. I didn't have a plan about a meditation center, but just to get some training for myself. Uh, unfortunately, some family issues came up. Uh, I was there for, for one year, and uh, some things kind of were difficult. My stepmother came down with cancer, so uh, I felt that I wanted to have the opportunity to go to the terminal, and I wanted to have the opportunity to come back and kind of support her. The doctors said, well, you know, she's only got about a year to survive. So following that, um, very happily, it turned into three years that she survived. So I had to kind of find my way in the U.S. But um, finally, she passed away, and um, a few of my career opportunities, everything was there was a window, and the stars aligned for me. 
And that was when they said to Bhakti, said, okay, you know, now's a good time. Should we, should we move forward on this? We had been doing some background work, but then we said, really, let's, let's push it to move forward. That's how I ended up back out. Um, what's it like to go between the cultures now? Mm, uh, the, the, the biggest culture shock I ever had was in 2007. Uh, when I, I, I was out in Sri Lanka, I lived there for a year, like I said, I was living at Bhante's temple, Subodhana. So that was getting up, chanting with the monks, then traveling all over the country. Uh, that was kind of when I really got to know Sumanandu. That then kind of, uh, I was really adjusted to that. I was really enjoying my practice. And I came back into the United States, and that was really, kind of like, whoa. You know, I, I kind of forgot it. I didn't and, um, uh, to be honest with you, I was a little bit like there, you know? I'm like, oh, America, they're so greedy, and this and that, you know? And I started, it took me a little time to kind of become, you know, kind of mellow out. See that there's a lot of differences, um, and um, living there this, this last time, uh, there for a couple of years. Now I'm a little older, and I, I, I have my worldview is kind of expanded. I've done a little more traveling, but uh, I just had lunch. I had the opportunity to have lunch, and Bhantasani. Uh, uh, we were um, we were talking about. And something that I shared with them, and I think it's been a big thing for me, is that in a lot of ways, we have very little idea how strong an impact our culture has on us, and how deep our roots really go to, they have the potentiality to create a lot of judgment in us, to look and say, oh, this is right, and this is wrong, you know, and, and in the end, it's just that things are, Things are going along. Things are working. People are surviving. The first time I went to Sri Lanka, I thought it was going to be so terrible, but people were smiling. People were happy. I saw people in really troubling situations that were so difficult. Still smiling, happy. You know, I meet people here. They have horrible, difficult lives sometimes. Still smiling, happy. You know, and so now I, I'm starting to see less of borders between countries and cultures, and more just like human beings. You don't talk about it. You should 
talk like that. You could have become my husband. Whoa. I'm like, hey, I think well happy and Traveling with myself, with Bonte, we travel in a couple bands, 
we go see all the, the beaches, the archaeological sites, um, kind of uh, the, the forest preserves and things like that. And it's a beautiful trip. I think we've really worked out the two a nice streamlined thing. Like I said, we're going to do two. But if anybody's interested, it takes a lot of planning. We really we, we want to get a head start on it. So if that's something you're interested in, please start uh, an email correspondence with me um, or with Bonte. Bonte will forward you to me eventually. So just coming directly to me is fine. I think it's, it's pretty easy to find out my contact information. If not, we'll get it to you. And uh, we kind of need to get some decisions by at least uh, early, middle February.